versus the universe. Hey, everybody, we are back. It's our second show. We made it to show number two. And we actually came back this time. <laughs> That's right. We eventually got there. <coughs> uh, I got some good feedback, actually, from the show. I mean, from what people could hear, they were actually <laughs> finding it interesting enough. Yeah. So. I'll make it a point to actually try to talk into the microphone this time. <laughs> we keep learning. We're going to learn more about outside distractions tonight. Uh, we got both dogs in the house. Um, but now Peanut has a new playmate with uh, an older dog. Yeah. So hopefully that'll take care of a lot of the uh, socializing aspects of trying to raise him when you have an older dog that's going to... At least he gets to get used to another dog's presence. I don't know how much socializing she's doing with him. <laughs> Her attention's on us. He's learning, he's learning like a different social dynamic because it's an older dog. You know, like, I'm not about to play. He's just going to be interested in cold women. <laughs> Wait, was I talking about dogs or me? Um, but it's cool. And it, it was funny because the, these people that live uh, across the way from me uh, the ones that Halo are, is incredibly cute with. They have a dog that looks a little bit like her boyfriend from the house. Oh, yeah. And the border collie. Yeah, so I let her out in the morning, and the dog's out. And so she just immediately busts over there. And the kid's getting really wary. And I was like, come on, man. You know she's a friendly dog. She's not even, like, approaching aggressive. She just, like, kind of bounds over there. It's like, just let her sniff ass, and she'll get out of the way. Like, she's not... <laughs> She doesn't want to fuck around. She just wants to smell as much as possible. But, uh, yeah, now that she knows what the hell she's going to do, she's like, um, I had actually a couple of people ask me whether all we were going to do is talk about space, so just, <laughs> just kind of funny. If we had enough knowledge about it, I'd be down to do that. But... Yeah, yeah, and if we could get other people on here to talk about it. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I told people that it just kind of ended up that way. Yeah. Well, we'll probably piggyback off of things like that and just start talking about things that have to do with space. Sure. Like Futurama, like last, like the last show. <laughs> yeah. And, and to a degree where I want to talk about another animated thing, we're talking, let's talk about Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. And how it's at least, it's an adaptation that was done like so perfectly, like right when the technology catches up with everything, they're like, oh, we can just make this look exactly like the game. Right. And you could probably make a game with as much detail, <laughs> with not as much transition and how all the cool moments that were nods to fans. Do you, you think of the franchise would uh, piggyback off the movie and then make a Super Mario Brothers, the movie, the game? <laughs> <laughs> the game, based off the movie, based, based off, off the, the game. game. Hold on tight. Yeah. <laughs> you remember the movie. <laughs> you might remember the games. <laughs> that would be pretty uh, I would play that. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> they, they, they released that on Switch. I'm getting it. And a Switch. That didn't happen in the movie. <laughs> like people are vision about it. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where's the continuity? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> you know, they get it to these developers and they want to do something different. Um, 
but obviously leaving room for a sequel. Certainly. Because uh, you have to. So, so things you liked about it, things you didn't like about it. Go tell me a couple things you enjoyed and a couple things that maybe that you didn't not like, but you were kind of like, huh. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> that we're doing this. I think thinking back because it's been a while since I watched it. I think that was about a month and a half ago that we went, um, and I haven't rewatched it since we bought it. But I remember the most relatable thing that I've seen in a movie in a very long time, especially one having to do with like a video game or anything related to like you know kids or growing up or anything like that that I can relate to, was him sitting without his hat, which is weird. In his bedroom, playing a fucking video game, and also with no gloves on. Yeah, that, that, was, that was kind of one of those parts. Where like, because you're seeing the moment, because his his posture was so drab, and it was just like the light of the game. But you're also like, oh, that's supposed to be Mario. Yeah, <laughs> it's like in How a dark room with a Super Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seeing their hands was yeah. really weird. It's like, there's something under those gloves. Yeah. Or they had like another brother that just looked like Luigi but bigger. <laughs> that was that was another unnerving thing. Um, it's so cool. So almost seemingly again, another one of those moments are like this is really depicting the fan of the thing and not yeah. the thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I was so related to it. But yeah, um, the thing I didn't like most and it has nothing to do with the production of the movie, but the, the theater that we ended up uh, watching it in, the the audio for uh, like the the score. theme music and the score it yeah. was drowning everything it was, out. It was in the surround sound, but everything else on the sound stage was on the screen. It was like it was coming out of the screen, and you couldn't fucking hear anything that they were saying. There were parts of dialogue where it was going through. I was like, "All right, well, I'll have to listen to that later." Because... <laughs> yes, I'm sure that was funny. Yeah, like whatever it was. It was a cool moment. Uh... So I really do want to watch that again. Yeah. Um. Similar to that recognizing moment when they when they show him first training and he has to keep eating the mushroom, yeah, in order to take on the first obstacle and then you know the nod to think about how many times that first mushroom has been eaten playing that game, right? And it was it's just every time you turn it on, every time you fall, like you got to go back, and then sometimes you're like, "Fuck it, I'm not doing the mushroom. I'm not gonna do <laughs> it." You just try to get it through, but that's everybody that's played the game. You got to start out eating that mushroom, right? And it was just a montage of him fucking up. Like, that's what it's like playing that game. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> We've all played level one a thousand times. Yeah, a thousand times. And if you were second controller and had a fucking brother that would pause it in the middle of your jumps, you played it more times. <laughs> so you could do that in that game. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of cool nods. And a lot of, uh, some of them were memes that they even acknowledged, you know, which were pretty cool. It, it seemed like, Illumination was a really good studio to partner with in order to make something. Yeah. That not that like Warner Brothers Animation couldn't have done it, but Nintendo was the bigger name. Sure. You know, although Illumination had made some stuff, it's like this is really about like you're just helping Nintendo make this thing that's already pretty much already written itself and made itself. Yeah. But uh And the animation the the way they did it was killer. Like there's nothing wrong with it at all that I could have picked out. I had it was I mean, it, again, it just looked like every great part of the game. Um, but I also enjoyed the detail where, uh, you know, they have white gloves, and the longer and longer the scenes go on, you can see them starting to get dirty. Oh, really? And yeah. they, it actually looks like, you know, like dirtied up leather. And, uh, and you know, there are fabrics yeah. and stuff that were involved in it, 
which you can do in a movie and pay like closer attention to those things because it's just well i mean now it's probably cheaper and easier because it's just something you don't have to design anymore you just throw on a uh, a layer and it's there but the dirtying up those things making that animation while cartoonish as it was also have a physical realm that it was like no it's it's really interacting with this world and it's not just perfect every time like it always cuts back and eventually he's always in good shape but the gloves seem to age and seem to get that patina of dirt and crap over time and i was like that's pretty cool again it's it's weird because it's mario right um and you have to remove yourself from that but if you're just like wait this is mario why is the fuck is this happening <laughs> We're like, oh, they're doing this with Mario. Okay. <laughs> a lot of that. There's like 40 years of baggage involved with this, which not only includes video games, but includes another movie yes. and a show. Uh, yeah, there, there was multiple adaptations for, for that because we, uh, I remember there being like a live action. Well, I guess didn't, didn't the, the cartoon show have like a live action Mario yeah, Brothers. It, it had began, up yeah. It. Captain yeah. Lou Albano was was Mario yeah. and that he would come in and then it sort of set up the plot of whatever the cartoon was gonna be. Yeah. It was, you know, part of that Saturday morning crossover crap like Shiny Time Station that did the same thing. <laughs> and then yeah. there's the John Leguizamo live action. Yeah. Bob Hoskins. Um Yeah, so there was there was a lot of baggage with this movie and also right i remember when it was coming out and people were very upset about chris pratt getting yeah uh cast as mario and they and a lot of people just advocating for you know the guy who's done his voice for years and years and years to do the voice in a movie and i had been early on being like look we don't want to hear that for an hour and 20 minutes and then you think like well he doesn't talk a lot mario doesn't talk a lot yeah in the movie but he, but he doesn't sound bad. They do a little bit of a nod Sets to in, that too, right? They do, like, yeah. They be, the commercial the, is the voice. Yeah, yeah the commercial yeah, exactly. they do the voice. <laughs> he did his. He does his Mickey Mouse Mario. Sound. Yeah, they. They're. It's a Punch Out Pizzeria, so again, it's not. It's a nod to that entire system. Uh, and there's like a poster of Mac and stuff on the wall. Like it's. It's a whole. That whole sequence was just like acknowledging the early day. Yeah. And. Uh, which you don't know what they. I mean, it was kind of an all-star cast, but who knows? Maybe the guy just didn't want to do something like that. I mean, that's yeah, that's possible too. I mean, is whether they offered to him or not? I guess it was another you know kind of thing. But sure. they don't even do that anymore. Of course, right. they're going to try to get names, right? You know. Um. She is <laughs> part of that phone. She's just like, no, it's going to be for me over here. You can't be a part of it. <clears throat> So if you hear the the chowing down, where it sounds like that's me, she's biting into bone. That's what she's doing. Um, uh, but I really enjoyed it. I, I'm excited. I, I walking out, I was like, all right, what's the next one going to be? What if they do Mario Galaxy adaptation uh, in in the next one, and then we can start talking about space? With Mario. <laughs> space Mario. You're like, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the space was so accurate. It was like they were actually in a vacuum. <laughs> what do you think for a kids' movie? They would kind of like want to speed that up, but I guess <laughs> they don't want to. Oh. <laughs> but that—I'll uh, tell you that um, 
Anna Taylor Joy. Yeah, she she plays uh, Peach. Peaches in 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 this Peach this Peach. Um, dude, I'm kind of wondering why they're not considering her talking about her for uh, Sue Storm, Invisible Woman for Fantastic Four. I think I think she would be a really good option by way of the kind of strength that she's at least exuded in her roles that she's done so far, but also, um, what, know, what part of being Sue Storm, uh, is most enticing for, in your mind? Well, I, I would say that they're, personally, I think nothing. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I think the Fantastic Four movie is going to suck like every other attempt to make the Fantastic Four interesting yes. has failed. So, so, in just thinking about it in the context of, well, considering how many movies Marvel's made and who's left out there of yeah. any notoriety that hasn't been in one that could still play these roles, um, that's really where I'm looking at it because right. that's the only interest I'm going to get unless they really, like, unless Doctor Doom is like 70% of this movie, it's going to suck. <laughs> it's going to suck. But they already casted all the other roles. Nothing is official. Nothing. Um, but as as it makes it way further in the summer when Comic-Con and then, you know, D3 and all that other shit will happen, yeah. it, people are assuming that they're either going to have a cast or it's pretty much already been sewn up and they just haven't formally announced it. Sure. Which leads to, you know, a lot of, just a lot more rumor. Like, yeah. you know, James Gunn's really big about playing into this with the new DC stuff because he's very active on Twitter. Yeah. Um, where now, because of that, and what he either says or doesn't say, there's this, that tons of clickbaity shit that's going through, like, DC's in the, been in talks or done the talks, and then he either refutes it or tells people to stop lying about things. And he also was like, oh, we're going to have Superman cast here really soon. And so now it makes people, you know, kind of jump, jumping and, you know, champing at the bit to find out what the hell's going on, although he won't give you that. So, I mean, you're the authority on uh, basically what happens in a lot of, of these, like, Hollywood elements. You know a lot about the, uh, the celebrities, and you also know a lot about, like, comic book history. What is the story with James Gunn? Like, wasn't wasn't he actually kicked off of uh, the the most recent? Yeah, for, for a short Marvel period projects? of time after Guardians 2 came out, right. there was that... Um, that tweet resurfacing that that was a joke, albeit a terrible one, that was like about pedophilia. I see. Okay. And that was, but it was also like in the mix with when it was. You probably say it was a little bit harsher social media climate about those things than it is now. But um, sure. Yeah, he got caught in the wave of that, and then Disney, you know, distanced it. Um, you know, it, it, they were like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna separate ourselves from that," and then he made the Suicide Squad. He went over to Warner Brothers, made that the good one, right? Or was it the the first one? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, because there's two Suicide Squads, yeah, take, and one of them was good. Take or leave either. Uh, <laughs> there, I mean, I there were some funny moments in the second one. Oh, yeah. um, Did you prefer the first one? No, I mean, I thought oh, okay. they were both pretty mid, about the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, I lo- I would love to shit on the first one more simply because of all the fucking drama and bullshit surrounding. Yeah the cut and the guy that sued because they took out a bunch of Joker shit. Like just all the drama surrounding that simply because of how much the Snyderverse was tanking. And I, 
on Facebook, I'd, get, I'd see a lot of these fucking Snyder bros posting and stuff, and a lot of people defending the Snyderverse, and just been like, none of you fucking came out and supported it, <laughs> or else it wouldn't be like this. But saying it's great, it wasn't. Um, it's just, it's, it's her bone. Oh, it's just too fucking loud for me. <laughs> She's like, hey, everybody, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, so it, no end to shit of the fucking Snyderverse stuff, and a lot of people still thinking that somehow the Flash would be something that's either going to save it, or some people saying that it's giving them a send-off. It's a fine send-off to the Snyderverse. I was like, well, there's still the Aquaman movie that right. they're still coming out with. So, technically, that would end up being the last, but God, finally the last. <laughs> Time to start over again. Yeah. And they can't afford not to just imme- immediately jump into this. Right. I mean, they're Im- the first... He was like, yep, right out of the gate. Superman, first thing. (laughs) Yeah, not even, all right. So the last time we see Henry Cavill is Superman. When the Snyder uh, Snyder Cut was like 2021. Yeah, I think so. So, you know, just a couple years ago. And then in two years, we're going to have another one. Because they're like, we can't can't afford to keep it on the shelf. Right. Because they got to compete with the mouse. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that'll be up in the summer. So we'll see. We'll see who's going to be the fucking Fantastic Four. I think they're talking about Margot Robbie for it, which would be interesting. Yeah, because they because it also kind of has to tell you what your Reed Richards would have to be, right? Um, you know, can you keep up with that? But I was just thinking, like, I already know you have somebody in mind, though. <laughs> If it were Anna Taylor Joy as the invisible as the invisible woman, yeah, because I think although they already moved him in in the Spider Man movie, I think Andrew Garfield would have been a pretty cool Reed Richards. Yeah, he yeah okay. he has that kind of if you just if you just make his Peter Parker you know the older one and a little bit more confident like that is Reed Richards. He's a brain okay. who lacks no uh, confidence at all. Like it's kind of what make him and Doctor Doom that element where. Maybe he's a little bit more altruistic in a sense of, of the Western definition of that than Doom is, but they're both really hell bent on being like the best in the room and, and right. kind of having that. Um, so I don't know, we'll see. Again, it is just how do you make that work, you know, and how do you make them interesting? Because it's, it's the Fantastic Four, and you, know, you can have it focus on one or two, but you kind of want to give them all their moments and they have to work as a team. So writing that is a difficult task. You know, you, you have the, even when you make something that you would say is really ensemble, you still kind of have the one person that it's their journey and it's hard to give everybody their piece and have a coherent story. Yeah. And, and Marvel just doesn't make those kind of movies anymore. It's all been kind of, yeah, I mean, they haven't done that since, uh, really, the Avengers yeah, started taking it, off. It just, I don't know. And we'll see. And we'll see. If they, they can try to do it. But I'm more so, interested in, in who's cast as Doctor Doom than, than the Fantastic Four. Because I think in... he, he will play in other 
films right. and other things. Like if he can be, they may not make him the big bad because they're all about Kang. Right. Um, they may not make him, but if they make him a force, you know, that effectively is something that they would need to go up against Kang, then they can use him a lot in there too. So if it's if this is just a vehicle just to get Doctor Doom <laughs> in the realm, then cool. I'm all for that. Um, is that a part of the current phase? Are they talking Fantastic about Four, yeah. It's like supposed to come out, you know, uh, in 2024, 2025, yeah. something like that. Um, it's kind of the next big one that they're doing. Gotcha. They just haven't, you know. So we'll see. And then Deadpool 3 is already shooting. Nice. So that's whenever that comes out, which should be again 2025, 2026, something like that. Have they mentioned any villains for it yet? No. They they've they they've mostly been talking about who they brought back and who they didn't bring back. Okay. And they're bringing back Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Right. And was her girlfriend Kyoshi? Kyoki? That is a great guess. Um, and they're Colossus. Now, I don't think that's going to be obviously what Disney's um, X Men are going to be. Right. But they're going to show the crossover from the Fox into the new DC realm. And so maybe we'll see some surprise mutant reveals. Yeah. Do you think they'll use some of this multiverse? Uh, I hope they do. Why? It, dynamic. He's the best method to introduce it yeah. and to bring it in. But, like, give us something. It show us somebody yeah. that we'll know that's like not like don't like ooh this is gonna be the new Cyclops nobody cares <laughs> <laughs> who, who is the next Wolverine oh this is you know it I hope it does that because yeah. now I mean I think they're probably going to make it R that's been the talk they're gonna try to keep it right in R um. So because of that, you wonder how much continuity they will put in it. Because right. you're limiting it away from the kiddies, which you need to, if you want to get them on the new Wolverine and the new whatever, are you going to put them in an R-rated film off the bat? Right. Or will it ultimately buckle and this movie's going to be PG-13? I hope not. But A theatrical PG-13 right. release right. where you can get an R-rated one on... Which and then, it but you know times. what? I wouldn't be surprised if they do it, and then, and then Reynolds will just be like, "Well, this project really it was okay to do PG thirteen because the violence wasn't." It. They'll find some way to back it. Obviously, when it comes out, right? Um, and then we'll ultimately have to make that as old fans that kind of judgment, and while kids won't give a fuck, yeah, <laughs> the kids will not have the 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 weight like we do. All the Deadpool's have been pretty much in their own channel up until now, right? Like they, so if they do any kind of uh, introduction into any new part of the new phase or any any part of the new um, mutants, like that would be the first time that they crossed over into any current projects from from Marvel and Disney. Yes, as far as using that being mutant, remember right. they like for some reason both companies decided. To have Quicksilver, yeah, at like the same time, yeah, they're like, yeah, <laughs> like, why? Why is this the crossover character? And remember, in in Avengers, they couldn't say mutant because Fox owned everything associated with right. that. So okay. the nature of Scarlet Witch's powers and Quicksilver's powers, at least in Age of Ultron, was that they were tests 
using the Tesseract and these other things. Now, in the Marvel Universe, or the MCU, that's what it is, but in the Fox Marvel Universe, they're mutants. They even did that in WandaVision, right? They, well, they used and, both So that's where, they, that's where they were kind of sewing up that continuity, because yeah. that was made after the merger, or right. after the buyout. So then they started to, they're like, all right, well, what of the now universe regarding mutants? Right. And, like, they had to link it to the Scarlet Witch because she's so powerful. Right. Um, which does have a little bit of continu- continuity related to in her ability to make universes and stuff mm-hmm. um, from the comics. So then it was like, all right, well, now we're going to make her, not only was she an experiment, she was a witch that got experimented on, and that's why you know, her power is seemingly, you know, even exceeded all that. But they're still introducing a different element to it. They still don't say mutant. That's, they don't really get into that. But then, yeah, bringing in, um, uh, was it Peter What's his nuts who was, you know, in the Fox News. Like, they, they do acknowledge that and they bring that in. Right. Yeah, for some reason they wanted to have these two characters coexisting in these things. And then they just work around the origins of that but this would be when Dare when deadpool does it it's mutants right you know now we have to acknowledge that that's what it's going to be when he comes into that world um sounds like they have a lot of opportunity there like that would, that would be fun to see yeah and it's and it's a shame because there was a lot of opportunity there when Iron Man and fucking Captain America and the rest of the Avengers that had interactions with the X-Men were in, now when the X-Men comes in, it's like the next wave of MCU heroes. So if they position it right, where in the media, it was like the X-Men were the top. It was the most common thing you saw on on the comic stand. Right. X-Men titles, the movies were big. Then they sold to Disney. And Disney was like, we don't have rights to X-Men, so now we're going to push these other characters, the ones we do own, Iron Man, Captain America, the Hulk, all these other things. And then as that became more popular, fewer X-Men books, right? more Avengers books. Right, because it was right? Iron Man that really saved the brand, right? Well, for, for the Disney MCU, it effectively started the brand. Right, well... Um, from, from, from previously, all they had were those, you know, they'd sold Spider-Man off to Sony. Right. Again, they, they'd tried with Fantastic Four, um, but it was those X-Men movies that was primarily keeping that alive. And then there was Blade, you know, obviously Blade. Right. Now is that debate on whether or not that kept it afloat. Yeah, Yeah. it it wasn't. It just made it, you know, they're like, okay, we can make a, a comic book movie. But would I still argue... People didn't need to know it was a comic book movie because it was a genre film. So X Men was the biggest test in my movie. It is, Uh, but X Men was, I think, the biggest test and the thing that was the biggest at the time. But then when the Avengers became popular, they moved away from them. And now, if now we're gonna get these versions of like the X Men and we're gonna see Gambit and Wolverine and all, and they can play, they, they can play with these other characters, but they're not the cool, exciting ones from our childhood. There's this new wave. They can transition to where the next big thing is the X-Men and then bring that where the X-Men will now be the biggest thing again. Right. And then they'll just push all the Avengers stuff down by the wayside. Yeah. Because, you know, it's the X-Men's universe. Yeah, if they could do it right, they'll find a lot of success out of it. Oh, yeah. And they'll just have like a wave come through. 
And then by that point, uh, you can just reboot the whole universe with new actors playing the old characters because you got a multiverse. I mean, how excited have you been about the current phase uh, with the Avengers and everything? Not very. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's common. I'm more interested in seeing the mutant verse get yeah. rolled through. You know, like, like it's cool for the kids and I, to enjoy the new Miss Marvel. And I enjoyed She Hulk. Like, is it like when I put her in as a lead in the big Avengers thing? Probably not. She's right. a cool side character. Um, now they got Daredevil, which I, I'm Are they kind doing of excited a Daredevil for. Punisher? Well, uh, the, yeah, Burnfall will be back. How yeah. much he'll be involved in it? How many, like, how many episodes? I don't know. Maybe he just does a run in every couple, but it's mostly about Daredevil. Okay. Um, that's exciting. The Dare, Daredevil is, is you, probably one of the the better things. That get they Tom Holland's ass out there. I want to see yeah. him again. You know, we got him in in the Spider-Man movie. Yeah. I want to see that interaction with them in costume. You know, um, that'd be dope. And then when again when they when they bring in the X-Men, which in my mind would be better as a show, depending on how big the team is, right. you know, or if it's like five, six people again with one movie, <laughs> it's hard to get, you know, but if you do a show, you kind of flesh it out and give or everybody a, a spotlight. Like, yeah. I think, I think it would be better suited for a team like the X-Men where right. all of them are intriguing enough to where they can get their time, but they don't all get a movie. Right, you know, there's yeah. no, there's no Jean Grey movie. Yeah, eight, <laughs> eight to ten, yeah. forty-five minute episodes. Y yeah. You have that, you know, you give them all enough time throughout, you know, eight to ten episodes, and it's like great. And then you can do a capstone movie like they've been doing, but yeah. they're like, oh no, we're just going to tell a bunch of X Men movies. Like, I don't think people are going to get the kind of fervor for the characters you would want by just making movies. Yeah, I like that back in the nineties. <laughs> right, so. And now with the budgets, I mean, you can make something really good looking for, for a couple TV. million, yeah, yeah for TV, and you own everything. So. <laughs> you own the world, Disney. Yeah, so I think it'd be easier to do that, and I, and you, you can still get all the big talent. You know, they'd probably still want to make a show, expansive show. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then the pop movies. Yeah, it's um. I'm excited for those to, to be coming out. Um, and then when, when they do yeah. a Phoenix episode, they, they we transition into a in conversation sp about space. In space, yeah, because they got to meet the Star Jammers. <laughs> to go back to space. They'll be in a, they'll be like a whole season where it's in space. They'll pull like that thing. Yeah. It'll be like season eight, and they're like, we're just doing it in space. So like, oh, this jump the shark. <laughs> it's like Archer. Yeah. <laughs> exactly like they're they're was, still exactly doing this. Exactly what yeah. I was thinking of. <laughs> Guys, we've exhausted every current spy jargon glossary <laughs> term we know. Oh, we got to do something else. We're taking it to Memphis, and they're all going to be country stars. <laughs> I kind of like the Danger Island season. Yeah. I enjoyed that one. Where the, the Nazis were just doing drugs the whole time. Yeah. Which is another... Th there are a lot of really cool details in Archer that are so specific in history, but yet clearly there's a big audience that knows like yeah. what the reference is. And a lot of those, like, whole thing, you know, Nazis taking amphetamines mixed with all this other shit. And, and like, all the higher-ups, that's what they were doing. Yeah. But how how much is that common knowledge? Not really. But the history buffs are like, okay, cool. I know, you know, I've learned a little bit about that sordid part of the past. And then there's, like, another kind of reference where you're like, 
man, this is, was this designed for me? Is this... <laughs> <laughs> Why do I understand so much of this? Like, you know, like My Hero Academia and the... Oh God! What was I? What was I watching the other day? Oh, did I send you that uh, uh, that little video of somebody in a uh, uh, Decepticon suit? I think it was. Oh God! I should have sent it to you. So it was. Uh, it was like Megatron was asking a fan like what the best anime was, and uh, the, the I can't remember what the guy's answer was, but he immediately stomped on him, and he was just like, <laughs> "That is just the most front runner bullshit show." And he was like, you, "I'm surprised you didn't say My Hero Academia, which was made for, which was made for children." And that's something that you had always gone on about. He was like, "This is just for people who need something explained to them every time that they talk yeah, about it." Yeah, it was. I was like, "It's great for the neurodivergent." <laughs> yeah, you know, because you don't have to, you don't have to extract anything. <laughs> They're telling you everything that's going on. You don't have to think deep. Yeah, we're gonna show you. In fact, they literally will have other people inner monologuing about what someone else is doing yeah. and their intention behind that. You're like, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, you know, there's nothing. We're not going to infer shit. We're going to tell you exactly <laughs> what was going on. And it, and it works, you know, for that whole, yeah. that whole thing. Uh, a, a friend of mine who I met when I was uh, at DLI, uh, he moved to South Korea. And he was teaching English as a second language there and uh, married a nice Korean woman. They have a kid together and he wrote a book and it's multiple stories, but they're very simple, um, very simple sentences in English. So somebody who is from Korea can read the book easily sure. in English and still, you know, get everything. And I was taking a, I was taking a peek at it online, and he he kind of explains in the for he's he's a very very funny dude, very intelligent, very dry. It, he's just one of those. It's it's the Dubuque boys from Dubuque, Iowa. Um, but he explains how like why it's written the way it is, and I think that was fucking cool of him. He's like, hey, I want to be able to basically write material for his class, which hey, yeah. <laughs> double dip. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> but but also to have that available, like, hey, you, you, they are interested in reading things in English, but sometimes if there's a a bit um, lofty a word choice, they might get frustrated and confused, and and then not want to finish it. But there's obviously the aspect surrounding it where you have to make the choices to where they're like, great, that was a cool sentence, but how can I make that a little bit more simple? Right, and it, so there's a difficulty in even writing something so simple because you're more aware, like people that think the children's book game is something really easy to get involved in and easy yeah. to take advantage, but it isn't. Sure. Uh, it makes sense. It's kind of cutthroat because everybody perceives it to be so simple that publishers are just getting fucking inundated with it. So the, the content of it is, pretty serious you yeah. know like you gotta you gotta choose those words yeah <laughs> what you're gonna put in there you can't use like the, the same concepts that we use on a day-to-day -day basis in order to make the child understand so that makes sense yeah you can't use you can't use a lot of metaphor yeah uh you can't use a, a slang i mean there's a lot of elements that you have to stay away from simply because they're colloquial or so localized that like all right it kind of I wouldn't say loses a flavor, but it has to take on its own. Right. 
So I'm happy for him. I think that's cool. Um, just an, an aspect of <laughs> that simplicity. Uh, a friend of mine, what the we were getting to, uh, oh, we were talking about next week. Exiting <laughs> <laughs> the characters. Um, so we'll see how all that pans out. I was actually, again, because I, I use ChatBT, so ChatGPT, I've been on it at work. Quite a yeah. Bit. Um, but you just like chat back and forth with it or do you ask yeah to, like, like I'll, I'll do well I do some of those things uh, just trying to see like where it's at as far as like it's aerobic exercise and how it responds to things do you have an app because I've been looking at them they all I, cost money I do have an app um, yeah that if you want any like premium feature that was actually one of the things that I asked about today because right. I, I was on I was on my um, PC and it says that uh that it's programmed or how it functions is to um, to deny requests that you know are inappropriate. Sure, you know, and and it also says you. I don't know anything past like the fall of twenty twenty one. Like its its current events are are not updated. Oh really? <laughs> so um, I hit it. I was like, hey, it's it says that your programming says that you can you can refuse to do inappropriate things, and. So I asked it, um, this technology is, is literally being sold to some people as a way of responding through text, yeah. possibly to somebody that is intimately involved with that person. And how do you feel about being asked to create something that isn't from that person's, you know, their heart or their, you know... <laughs> It's harming their you actually set their this sincerity all up in yeah and i was like what, what, what how is it is that not inappropriate and so i just right, ask how sure. it feels and it just it opens up by immediately being like look what people use my responses for their own business just because their relationships are shitty you know they got to have better communication like it tells me like the moral of the thing i've seen that episode not... of south park <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's not my fault. But it opens up as being defensive about the technology. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I was I was actually telling Jake about this. I was uh, we were we were talking about Star Wars once, remember? And I was like, what if they just made a sequel that was just based off the first Star Wars movie, right? And nothing right. else after that. Like, no, there's no Empire, no Return of the Jedi. They only had the first movie. And I was asking ChatGPT to help outline it with me, and I was like, let's. Let's write a movie, a sequel to Star Wars, where the only thing that happens are the things from Episode Four. And it first starts out saying that. Uh, first off, it says that like the Empire's defeated, which I don't know if the if the Death Star's destruction meant the defeat of the Empire. I think it was just a victory. But then they act like you know it's the it's the time of the New Republic, and I was like, all right, you're a little jumpy there, <laughs> but. Uh, it says like Luke is attempting to reform the Jedi Order, and uh, and I asked, I was like, "Hey, uh, Luke didn't really get time to learn a lot about the Jedi. Do you really think that he would feel it that he could just cre just open this new school up with things that he only knew about for like four days? <laughs> like, do you think he would have the confidence?" And then it goes, ChatGPT goes, "You make a good point. Like, I'm making it. Oh, okay, thanks." <laughs> You make a good point. Am I teaching you something? <laughs> You're supposed to be smarter than me. I must inform the others. Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, other chat GPT. Yeah. This 
guy said about Luke. <laughs> he knew next to nothing. <laughs> he could raise rocks. Yeah. So, I, so I was just like, uh, you know, my so you can you can have it do the plug, and then you can you can tell it to rewrite it and give it notes. That's awesome. Like, hey, rewrite it, but in this case, blah 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 blah. And I was just having Luke use what little he knew about balancing the force to uh, to just climb higher in his military role. Um, um, so it's fun and, and I have it help me do a lot of things. Although some, again, it's every time you have it, write a movie, it all ends up formulaic. Like it, it doesn't have a genuine sure. thing, which kind of sucks because it, it seems like for as unlimited as it can be, it's just a mad lib. Yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> you know, this is kind of an ultimate expect, mad lib. Yeah. Like for instance, I asked it yesterday. I, I said, how many documentaries are made about serial killers as opposed to mass shooters? And I said, I didn't know. But there are ways you can find out. And so I said, how do you find out? And he goes, well, you can use databases. So I'm like, give me one example. And I said, IMDB. Like, well, how do you find something so specific on IMDB? And it goes through how to do it. Really? And I want to be like, can you do that? Like, am I inconveniencing <laughs> right. Why you? Why are you doing this? By, you know the process, <laughs> but I can't tell you what words to put in. Like, right. maybe I could have. I don't know. So, ChatGPT gives me homework. Yeah. <laughs> it's like report back to me. Yeah. Tell, tell me when you find out. When you go through the process, you tell me how many. Oh, dude, that many. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. <laughs> so glad I told you how to get there. Uh, so I go look. I go look it up. And just in the last decade, over 1,700 titles with keyword serial killer. Just in the last decade, 2013 to 2022. Not all time. There's like 5,000. Yeah. Mass shooter, all time, less than 30. Really? Yeah, dude. They're not making them. They're not making them. And I, I remember and one I had a movie bit of a that bit I watched. about this, but it was oh, okay. like, we're really not doing it. We're... It's not even that they're not making them and they're not getting supported. They're simply not making any movies about them. Probably just kind of taboo, like considering the state of the world. Well, or the state of the nation. That's very possible. And I think it's it that when you get into stuff about mass shooters, this was this was very interesting because last night, you know, I'm talking to Carrie about it, a trivia, and. We're talking with a regular, and I was like, you know, I want to know, I, I want to see the studied differences, and I want, I want us to be having a conversation about these things from an educated standpoint. And you know, the regular is like, well, I don't see the difference between the two, whether you kill seven people over the span of you know twenty years or kill them all at once. It's all evil. They're yeah. evil. Yeah. And I'm like, well, fair. You can call it just killing somebody the act of doing that to be evil, but it's kind of reductive when you're just like serial killers and mass to, shooters. To they're all the all same. Yeah. And you're, you're like, oh, yeah. well, no. <laughs> there's, there's different things going on there. Right. And and there are aspects that have to deal with um, society. Sure. Uh, obviously, in both cases. Because yeah. uh, when you look at the treatment of mental health in this country, right. whether you're somebody who's at risk, at risk of becoming a mass shooter, is we'll talk about the differences of of these they're basically people who become weaponized they're not they're not those that are seated in that change 
at a young age that makes them go out and kill for their own pleasure, right? So it's something you got to look up. I'm like, you know, what is, you know, the basic psychology of these things? And obviously I kind of knew the differences and, you know, there's the ritual and all the stuff with the serial killers, but I, I'm comfortable talking about that because there's so fucking many of them. But with mass shooters, it's interesting how little they want to talk about. You know, they, they don't want to talk about the factors that would effectively weaponize them. They don't want to talk about um, the communities online that they're finding that go into weaponizing these things. They don't want to talk about... And look, I understand a lot of these investigations would get the gun lobby involved. It becomes... You know, it seemingly becomes the biggest discussion when these things happen is about gun control. Sure. And there are a lot of things that, you know, it can be talked about, about access. If we want to talk about access, that's fine. Um, and I'd be more than happy to, you know, discuss some of the crazy fucking ideas people have about getting a gun in the future in this country. But there are so many aspects to it that we're just not investing the time in because I think it would shed a nasty light. Sure. Um, you know, social media seems to play into a lot of stuff recently, and at least how prevalent these situations are becoming, that how much are we looking into that? Sure. And how much regulation are we considering regarding that? And it's not, I mean, a lot of people want to make this whole freedom of speech thing about it, but we're actually talking about how other people talk to each other. <laughs> where a lot of these people come from and but that having that kind of access to because sure. that's the, the biggest thing with social media is like whether or not you're talking about somebody that de develops a, the urge to kill or like uh like that that could be expanded into uh you know just the way that relationships are so volatile nowadays because people have uh quick access to look into we, other parts yeah of the world. it's 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 actually the breakdown at least from what i've been able to to come when they talk about these basic differences and things that it, if we just talked about them would make the most sense when it comes to the mass shooter these people are typically not clinically psychotic right so as much as you would want to throw them into the mental health system in order to buy a weapon you're going to end up spending a lot of resources to not find the psycho yeah. that you're looking for they're just quote unquote yeah like, yeah i mean it, it's it's very difficult to try to weed those out in right. such a way um but with that they are people that effectively they just come to a breaking point it's it's a whole bunch of factors that are surrounding them it is that uh volatility of relationships and how you know now in the internet age how difficult that becomes and right. it's um you know the economy they're in and whether their education was like there's a whole bunch of factors that surround things that bring about about pressure and anxieties in people's lives and a lot of people look towards the social aspects of those that bring them into so it's about what they're turning men into it's about what they're turning women into it's right. about what they're turning people into and and placing that kind of emphasis on you against whatever that system is or against that world to where yeah i mean it is kind of an evil act but if i had to make the choice as far as worrying about a situation and my safety i'm not the kind of person that gets serial killed i'm not a target for that and and the thing is right 
I'm pretty much the opposite of anybody that gets serial killed. I'm mostly the person who does the serial killing. So, did you tell ChatGPT this? <laughs> so they know. Yeah. Um, things you should know about me: white, male, <laughs> large, large. Yeah. Um. But with a mass shooter, all you have to do is just be near where they are. There's right. no, there's no mo. Right. You're you're potentially in the crossfire. You're not targeted. You're just a person. It, you're fodder. Exactly. Yeah. It has nothing to do. Like the public safety has nothing to do with who you are or what you are. Right. They're just out there trying to go be known, be recognized by the world, and then effectively die. I mean, look look how many look how many mass shooters we take in. Yeah. Or yeah, they end their own lives. Or, um, they, or they get taken down. Yeah. For any answers. And serial killers kind of wait till they get caught. Yeah. Like they. I'm not going to say they do it because they like to play the game, but the whole idea behind their killing is that it's not just... And then they tell you their story while the they're spring, Yeah, bars, and yeah. they're about, you know, whether they're like, oh, I want to be an interesting... Because it's all egomaniacally yeah. driven. They don't have, like, a manifesto. They they just they tell you the story, and they tell you why they thought those people needed to die. And yeah, the, the manifesto is another thing that... We've only been able to have access to one, and that dude was, what, in, like, New Zealand or some yeah, shit? Yeah, New Zealand. And like, how many of the Muslims. American ones have they ever released for us to read? Because of this shit of like worried about copycats, and I was like, "Well, what about what about during the first uh, Zodiac killings? There were some, and then there were some that were copycat crimes that they tried to lay off on the Zodiac, right? Because some other sick fucks, kind you know, trying to do whatever. Like, quit worry, give us the knowledge, like let us know, let us examine, yeah. let us use as example, because yeah. they're not even using examples from who did they give the manifestos to? Where are they?" Because I'm not reading anything about study from anything they're gathering from these things. Who's holding on to these things? Most most of the time, the, the only reason the, the public ever gets access to them is because they get leaked by somebody that's on the inside that doesn't want it. But is it is it still is it still with law enforcement? I mean, is it right? Did, can anybody from like you know a university who's trying to do some research on this or trying to come get access to that where they're like, oh no, it's evidence, so we're just going to keep it locked up? Like, I. It'd be interesting to find out what these people view as a social ill. My, there was no way this snarfing isn't going to end up on the recording. So I'm That's, sorry to everybody. Like you're going to hear me and Drew are wrestling. Yeah, we're, we're the microphones. Yeah, our cardio is actually pretty good as we're grunting underneath. But no, it's it's the dogs. <laughs> Uh, that, you know, that that's really interesting that, uh, just the, back to your point about how there's only been about 30 ever made, uh, or uh, movies made that, about mass shootings. I've only seen one. It was called Rampage, and I think it was on Netflix, like, in 2010. It's not the Rock movie with the giant animals? No, no, that, that was, <laughs> it was, it was about a guy that made, like, a, a bunch of armor out of, like, steel plates, and he went around, like, shooting a bunch of people, but, and. Was I, it the dude, like, out in L.A.? I, I uh well I don't I don't know if it was based on any kind of a true story I just remember watching it and actually being kind of like entertained but at the, and the whole time I was just kind of like drawn in because of how taboo it was because it's like even in my mind back then I was like you don't talk about this like this isn't something that is typically done so right it's it's yeah I don't know that's an interesting point so did you tell did you go back to ChatGPT and tell it uh, all the facts about like you know the there's only been 30. No, I didn't I didn't give it a G whiz. <laughs> you didn't <laughs> you didn't you didn't do as it commanded you. Hey, GPT, I just want to give you an update. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you so how now many you movies don't... they were. So now you know. You know, I really appreciate 
you being the equivalent of my dad saying, go look it up. <laughs> Here's how you get the knowledge. He was, he was here. Yeah. Help you. yourself. Hey, Dad, how many movies uh, are about <laughs> serial killers as opposed to mass shooters? You got a dictionary over there? <laughs> like, Dad, I can't. I bought this whole set of encyclopedias. <laughs> That's right. So we bought the bookshelves. <laughs> so, no, I didn't I didn't go inform chat GPT. I just wanted to know if there, anything came of this. <laughs> no, it was just further disillusionment. Can that help? <laughs> Am I turning into the wrong thing? I don't know. <laughs> Because, because if it just comes to anybody that has antisocial sentiments or behaviors, like doesn't get a gun, yeah, how, how many people are going to be <laughs> denied? You know, like, and again, I think there's a lot to talk about here concerning. That's a very deep topic. You, you know, and I wish more people. I, and I think people have interest in it. That was another argument. Was like, was oh, nobody wants to support it. I'm like, nobody wants to make them. This is, and again, it's not about I made this documentary and no everybody wants to shut me down or not or not have anybody see it. They're not even making the thing. Right. There's no thing out there to yeah. be upset about. There's they're not nobody's made the thing. And you would think that it's it's the most germane to our circumstances today. Sure. You know, it, it and something that if you want a populace to be educated on, you, you have to allow access to these things. We got to take a deeper look, yeah. you know, um, and it stretches into another realm of the fact that a lot of these have taken place in high schools. Right. And because again, we're, we're looking at mostly people driven by a social dynamic. That's yeah. That's caused this eruption, School, right? Schools in general. Yeah. And, and, you can see how volatile it is at that age, you know, and it's very important as they're coming into that, especially with all these evolving social issues, really confusing. And yeah, there's a lot of facets to it that I'm sure there's just people that are like, oh, we don't want you looking into it. I'm not saying it's conspiracy, but, <laughs> but in a sense, because of how potentially close it is to us, not a lot of people are out there worried about being captured by a serial killer. But there are people that could be out in social situations just in public and be worried about the potential of going to the movies, yeah. going to church, being abducted, going to buy groceries, and just being caught off guard. Someone can pop off, and you're like, that's it's yeah. I imagine there's it, but nobody's like, oh, I bet if I was at the movies, I'd be serial killed just here in this. <laughs> well, I know they'd, the they'd have to take you home to their dungeon. Yeah. And play with you a bit. They're not just going to kill you. Like, how many serial killers just left bodies in public? No, they got to take them home and do that weird shit. They have to seduce you first. Yeah. They got to be fucking weird. So, I was slightly upset about that. And I think think that there should be more focus on it. Um, If we're really caring about the, the mental health and about the care of... Maybe more citizenry. more people should at least be talking about it and trying to get more of an idea. Like you said, it sounds like like all the information that's kind of kept from the public could be that information that helps it. But how do you how do you acquire that knowledge? You know, like other than getting more leaks. Did you ever read through any of the manifestos that were leaked? No, I remember we, uh, when we were on our road trip. 
That's we right. Through, that's right. We you actually, that. you actually did slip through that. That whole, way. that whole fucking thing. I'm like, all right, dude. I mean, again, it's not like I gleaned perceivably new information. Like a lot <laughs> right. of the remarks, you're like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. reads. Well, that I, checks. I, I knew this was coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, is it, is it a plant? You know, and and that was another. You know, the regular at the bar was like, oh, I think all those are fake. I think the, I think the FBI or the CIA plants those. I'm like. Well, why? We're not finding out what's in them. What's the, what's the, they just say they got a manifesto and we're just like, oh, okay, shorthand is I'm mad at the world because yeah. I can't get laid or whatever. You just kind of get to complete the sentence on your own. Right. When they say manifesto, because they're not, they're not letting you know what's in it. Right. You know, and all we're going off are like these weird, you know, Facebook posts from whenever and not getting a lot used, which this thing sucks, man. Put it out. Even the, like the Nashville shooter recently, the, the right. whole like there was very right? interested. Be yeah. very interested <laughs> about what's it for for whatever it is we find out, you know. And but the the police there were like, nah, worried about copycats. I'm like, that, of another trans shooter. You think that how rare was this? Yeah. You think this is gonna randomly pop off again? Yeah, we're worried. We're worried about that community becoming <laughs> so. So militant. Ugh. Um, yeah, fuck it, dude, but, um, yeah, finding finding out that that, that that kind of blew my mind, and so I was, I was in a bit of a of a, a numb rabbit hole that day, and just kind of looking at other things about the education system, and uh it just really makes you depressed, it makes you want to go home and play video games. I've got enough of that. Yeah, <laughs> right. I just got my PS5 today, by the way. Oh, you got any game, games for it? I downloaded that uh, Ghostbusters: Spirits Unleashed. Of course. Yeah, it was only forty bucks too. For um, those of you that don't know, uh, Drew has a tattoo of the Ghostbusters wand on his forearm. I think the only people listening to this know me well enough that, I, <laughs> that I, <laughs> you know we constantly treat this like other people are listening. Hi, mom. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I got it. Um, getting it set up. I'm I'm gonna get a rig to get it laid down, um, and put it uh, in the TV stand right now. It's kind of blocking a little bit of the corner of the TV. But yeah, I got the got the Ghostbusters game. Got to make my character. It it was like they had the details so much where you can affect like how bulgy the eyes are. Like that was the level of detail on uh, the created character. Yeah. Um, and then you go through and, you know, it's kind of a, it's a point and shoot type thing, but it'll be fun. I, it's at least something that I can do while I'm sauced. Well, we'll have to find a, a game in common. That but we the, uh, put in that time. Hogwarts Legacy game is still like, it's like 70 or 80 bucks. Like it's still at a pretty high premium for being yeah. out. Um, but there are a few of those. Oh, I want to get the new Mortal Kombat when that comes out. Yeah. I think that'll be pretty fun. Um. I'm excited to have it. We'll see. Am I going to be able to talk you into getting uh, Warzone? Yeah, I guess it could be fodder out there. Yeah, that's all we all are. Join, you, join the party. When I see you and Hobby play, it's pretty impressive. The dog's got the zoomies. Yeah, so that's going to be the next 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we had a pretty good, 
pretty good conversation. It's getting a little warm in here. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm sweaty. What is going on with your AC? Yeah. Well, it's not on. It's just like 70 degrees in here, and Uh I thought it was going to stay that way. (laughs) Turns out two dogs and two dudes in the same room. I blame the dogs. I'm blaming the dogs. They got the whole heat in here. But uh, (laughs) now I have no idea what we're going to... Well, I'll just entitle this the Super Mario Brothers movie, the podcast. People like they started all mass shooters. Was <laughs> like they cancel. How did they well, get there? Send this to your grandma. Uh, anyway, <laughs> this has been DD and Kyle versus the University by Kyle. Bye, Kyle.